Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience podcast with Jeanette Lissette. Thought leaders explore the mindset, wellness, and wealth needed to realize next level transformation. Let's get started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Carrie Van, and Carrie is an exercise physiologist. She's a holistic movement mentor. She is the creator of the Complete Well Body Method. She also is a nationally certified Pilates teacher and also a master trainer for Water Art International Fitness, where she uses aquatic therapy techniques with her clients. Now, the biggie is that she is the founder of Movement Craft, a health wellness, and fitness company where she believes that mindful movement is medicine. Carrie, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm excited to have this conversation with you for so many reasons. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here too. Let's get started. I read a lot about your background. You've got almost 30 years of experience with all of what you do. It started at the beginning when you were just a little person. So share with us a little bit about your life experience and what brought you to where you are today. Sure. Yes, it's true. I actually love movement from the get-go. I was born a natural mover. In fact, my mom thought I was hyperactive. So she put me in a creative movement class at age four. That's where it started. But by age seven, I was told by a doctor that I had to go on a diet and I had what's called white coat syndrome. So my blood pressure was elevated. I was scared of the doctor. He said I needed to exercise more. And on top of that, I was being teased. I was being called names. And I carried that shame with me for quite some time. But my mom did enroll me in ballet, which was a blessing. It helped me with that ability to move and that freedom, which I loved. But it wasn't so healthy from the standpoint of set me up for disordered eating. Also, I had issues with my feet and ankles and that just progressed. And basically by my sophomore year in college, college, my feet gave out. After seeing several different doctors, they found out that I was missing two joints in my feet and pushing the limit. So I had to stop doing something that I loved, which was dance. And that brought great sadness. I was a dance minor at the time too. So it shifted my focus to be proactive about finding solutions for freedom of movement. And that led me on my route to the water and definitely my focus in on Pilates and all of those things. And I got a couple of degrees in exercise physiology. I really studied this stuff and I was blessed to be able to work in a lot of residential weight loss facilities as well. The Duke University Medical Center primarily, and even University of Pittsburgh, I did work there in the University of Maryland Medical System. So I, I got to see all, all sides of things and have that clinical knowledge as well. Cardiac rehab, you name it. I just really wanted to learn. And so I did all of this stuff and that's what happened. I will say this along the way, I was not using exercise in a healthy manner. I was abusing exercise. I was pushing the limit. I was over-exercising and not eating in, in the right way as well. That came to a head for me after two car wrecks. I had a shift in my thinking. I'm pretty hard-headed. And I think that was God's way of saying, slow down. And I did. That's when I began to approach things from what I like to call like an unexercising standpoint. That's where my pillars of pain-free movement began. And I began to implement these things. And over the next 15 to 17 years, was able to help people along the way and put it all together. So that's a brief story there for you. <laughs> I was captivated by the unexercised piece that caught my attention. I was in a Zumba class on, it was on Thursday, last Thursday evening. And it was with an instructor that I wasn't familiar with. So I didn't have any idea of how the class was going to go. I'm a bit of a Zumba snob. 
because I've been doing it for a while and I appreciate instructors who have rhythm and good music. I, I didn't really know what this instructor was about. I was asking around and this young woman said, she really moves a lot. And this kind of movement that makes me sweat a lot. The other class that I go to, and she named the instructor who I happen to love, who is an actual ballroom dancer. Okay. She goes too slow for me and just doesn't get my heart rate up. I listened to that and I thought to myself, okay, no problem. So I did the class. It was really funky. We moved a lot. This woman was almost possessed. I loved her class. But I thought about the comment that she made about the other instructor that her class movements were too slow. I thought to myself, there's a reason why I love this other class. It's because of the movement. Now I have have two classes that I can enjoy. One is really funky, Zumba. The other one is actually movement and it's so graceful. And I feel like I'm a dancer in that class. So this whole unexercise, can, can you talk a little more about that? Sure. Basically for me, it was doing the exact opposite of what I had been taught. And I actually had to unwind and unlearn things in terms of exercise, primarily not pushing through pain, connecting my mind and body. They're not separate through breathing, focus, concentration. That's where I was able to build a foundation that would support my body and all of its movement. It's really viewing movement as medicine to help you feel better so you can enjoy the activities that you love. And it's a holistic approach. We're taking into account the whole person, everything with that person. Very interesting. I think that for women of a certain age, it's important to focus on movement. So let's talk about women of a certain age, quote unquote. Let's talk about the women that you serve. What would you say that demographic is? I think it come to a, a point in their lives where they just don't want to hurt themselves while exercising. And that can be because of maybe there was a past injury or it could be current or some type of surgery or it could have been even a health complication. But when they go to move, it doesn't feel like it used to. So those are primarily the people I'm serving. I tend to see a lot of different things. A lot of times it's just that. I just don't want to hurt myself. There could be suffering from back pain or it could be more specific. I tend to see a lot of people with stenosis or spondylolisthesis or foot-related issues. I have a lot of compassion and can relate to how can we still move with our feet not working so good and things like that, autoimmune disorders, because there's a threshold to how hard we should push the body. And that can often occur after our 40s, things like inflammation and things like that. That's interesting because with taking some of the classes at my local fitness center and trusting the instructors know what the heck they're doing, every now and then there'll be something that they instruct us to do. I will do what I know I should do based on my body and the movement. I think a lot about how it feels if they tell me to move one way or to stretch a certain way. And I'm thinking, no, that's not it. If I shift my weight this way, I could feel the difference in another way. So I start to be a little bit more intuitive to how I move. I'm always conscious of whether or not the instructors know what the heck they're talking about. Sometimes you have to trust your body and what it feels like to do a certain movement or to go a certain pace. I've been in classes where the instructors are really yelling at us. I'm like, you need to relax, honey. <laughs> I love it. A bit too much. I can appreciate where you're coming from on that. I want to now blend in a little bit of the Pilates because I noticed on your Instagram, you use this circular band. Does that relate to a Pilates move? Oh, Jeanette, that is my favorite piece of equipment all time. That is called a magic circle it's a Pilates ring or Pilates circle. And 
I absolutely love that piece of equipment because there's just so many things you can do. It's portable to help you to go deep, to connect to those muscles that actually stabilize your body, your pelvic floor muscles, your TVA muscles. That's where I almost like to start everybody is using the circle. Now you mentioned pelvic floor, and I know that there are many women who suffer from some kind of issue with their pelvic floor, and they have to be concerned or cautious with certain movements as it relates to lower body. Is that a space that you have some experience in? Yes. I think that a lot of times, depending on what's going on, it could be weakness. It could be muscles need to be strengthened. There's crossover between the muscles of the pelvic floor and the TVA, transverse abdominal muscles. So if we can get those strong, a lot of times, a lot of problems can be alleviated and that would include things like even incontinence, which I've seen. And then sometimes you need additional support. And I'm always loving to collaborate with professionals. Like for example, a pelvic floor physical therapist can be a great asset if you need additional support. Sometimes there's ways to go into the muscles, which I can't do internal work that a doctor can do or a physical therapist trained in that manner. I've I've actually heard about those exams or the, the therapy, and it's more than a notion to get comfortable with. Yeah. To get comfortable with. So getting back to the, the magic ring, the magic circle, What are you doing with that? That's a great question. You basically are learning to do what I call the scoop, which is if I spell it S-C-O-P. And all that is if everybody listening here today, if you just put your hands on your lower belly and you cough or laugh out loud, you'll feel some muscles working down there. Can you Mm -hmm. feel that? Yeah. So when we exhale, we're engaging those muscles down in that area, right? The circle helps to connect to strengthening those muscles because we are breathing, we're pressing with the circles, whether it's our hands or our legs or whatever we're using. And it's an isometric contraction. So we're actually turning those deep muscles on and it's a strengthening tool. It's a device that helps you strengthen those muscles. And it's a great place to even learn to connect to those muscles because In my experience, 90% of us are walking around and we're not even aware of how to turn on those muscles or use them. So this has just become one of my favorite coaching tools for for people being able to, to learn to turn them on in their own body. Very good. You mentioned something about strengthening, of course, the pelvic floor, but also strengthening the lower body. I've said this on a few occasions that we want to know if we fall, we can get up. My family had an experience where my mother fell and she could not get up. She was on the floor for hours until someone went over to her home and realized that she would have been on the floor because she slipped out of bed and she could not get herself back up. Can you talk a little bit about what you do to help women work those areas so that they can build some strength? Getting up and down from the floor is something that we want to be able to keep doing as long as possible. Mainly, I would say knees and shoulders are the two factors that inhibit us from being able to do that movement. At some point, some people may not be able to, and there's other ways to move our body, but we need to keep our legs strong. All the muscles around our knee joints need to be strong and active. And all of our upper body, learning how to stabilize our shoulder and get the arm muscles strong that's key. It's part of injury prevention. It's part of the whole package. As a woman, when we age, we've got to keep our muscles strong. And there's many ways we can do that. My circle of friends who are all engaged in movement or or some type of physical activity many times throughout the week know it's important to do. So we see a lot of posts on Instagram of um, what I call fitness models. And we're after a certain look, if you will. (laughs) I think the majority of us have gone beyond the look and we really want something 
that is going to be meaningful to our lives in terms of our ability to maintain vitality and have longevity. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's more than looks. It's not even about looks. In fact, most of the people I'm working with, yes, when you feel strong, you feel better and that's going to be portrayed in how you carry your body. So it goes deeper than let's say skin level (laughs) for that. Very good. Very good. Let's talk about how you onboard your clients. Sure. My main program right now is the complete body method. It's an online program where I can work with women internationally and nationally, but I want to make sure that it is a good fit. So I do a call and an assessment with each person individually before we make that decision, because it's important to me at this point. That's how I always start off initial call to learn more about their specific needs and so forth. What is the length of time that you work with your clients mostly? Is it dependent on whatever their concern is, or is there a set amount of time that you're actually working with your clients? That's another good question. It can be individualized based on where the person is and what else they're doing. Uh, But a lot of times people are coming to me and they just need to to start building their foundation. And it, it takes time to build habits. And I think one of the things I've found in honesty is that We all want a quick fix and that's just not what I'm about. I'm not going to give you a quick fix because that's not how it works. (laughs) You actually have to learn by doing and the program is designed to create habits of these different types of movements into your life, the things that are going to help prevent injury and pain. What I've found is that it can take a year. I know that sounds like, what? You mean (laughs) I have to be with her for a year? That's what the reality is from what I'm seeing is it can take a year because we're creating these habits that fit into our lives. It's a lifestyle. That's how I view it. It's a lifestyle. It's more than fitness to me. This is about self-care and how do we take care of our bodies through the ebbs and flows of life and life events. There are going to be times that you need to stop and we need to work that in and understand that it's okay to take breaks. Things happen. Injuries can arrive. I've worked several people through surgeries. This is life and it's not perfect. Tell me about a few years ago, I went through a rotator cuff injury and after suffering for months and months, more than a year, I decided I need to figure out what's going on. So long short of it is they did that rotator cuff surgery. That just threw everything out of whack. Things that I had been doing prior to that surgery, everything came to a halt. I was doing a cycle classes three times a week, Zumba at least once a week. And it was hard getting back and working through that. And of course, COVID hit and I had to make a transition to doing everything at home which was fine. So I can appreciate the fact that sometimes you do have to take some downtime. And even when you're not injured, I took some downtime at the beginning of this year. It was just flat out downtime. I just didn't feel it. Then I geared back up and jumped back in. Sometimes you just need to listen to your body. As it relates to the the complete well-body method, tell us a little bit more about what that is all about. Sure. So the primary focus is integrating the pillars of pain-free movement which I teach into your life. And that consists of making the habit of mobility stretching. That's the term I use. Basically, flexibility improves our mobility. So I just combined it together, right? So we're working on ways to do that. There are so many ways we can do things and it's so important and it's often overlooked. I've seen what a powerful tool stretching can be 
in preventing injury and managing pain. And I know that to be true in my own life and people that I work with. So that's one pillar. And because Pilates has been a huge part of my trainings and my life, and I've seen a lot of different things over the years, a lot of different things that you don't want to do because you can still hurt yourself doing Pilates. I've integrated what I call therapeutic Pilates, which is we want to do the things that are good for our bodies. And not every position is good for everybody, but we want to protect our knees, our neck. We don't want to hurt our back, which believe it or not, even though Pilates can be good for the back, people can still hurt it. We want to know the things to avoid, which can be individualized. So we then get connected to all of our stabilizers, add in spinal movement, and then we just get stronger and stronger from our center and we keep our spines mobile with that piece. And that piece I really love. Then fascia release and fascia, for those of you who don't know, it's just, it's almost like a system in and of itself. It's like a spider web substance. It covers our whole body. If you've ever got a massage, the massage therapist is working your fascia and you can break down adhesions and free things up in your own body. There are so many ways to do that. There's things that I use specifically that have helped my body and clients over time that I share that you can use fascia and your release techniques in your entire body with small balls, different size balls. And of course the foam roller, which if you don't know that is a popular tool along cylinder device. So we got that Strength, like we touched upon, is key. We've got to keep our bodies strong and overall movement. That's what you're talking about is that we're designed to move. We need to move. All of us need to be moving and finding the ways that are good for our bodies to do that is individualized. I'm a big fan of joint-friendly movement based on my experience and the people that have come into my world. And that can mean many things. It can be swimming. It can be water running, walking for some people, biking, hiking, elliptical, new step, all the, all those things, but we need to move and make it work into our lives, but we need to do the things that will sustain our bodies so that we can move. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of the complete well-body method, but then also I'm here to hold you accountable. We're working through setting goals. We're checking in with mindset, nutrition, sleep, everything that can affect you as a whole. It sounds very functional and very holistic. I had a issue with the stretching. I visited with a podcast guest, Yogi Aaron, and we talked about stretching. I found that there's a point where you can overstretch and cause more pain. I was doing, Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I had to stretch my back out. And the more I stretched, the more pain I had. So I read Yogi Aaron's book on stretching and there's a wrong and the right way to, to the stretching piece. Now I think I'm moving towards the right way of stretching. But at first it was terrible. I thought I was doing all the right things to stretch out my back and telling you it did not work. It did not work. So now I don't actually focus on stretching those particular muscles, but there are other muscles that I do stretch that seemingly allow me to get relief in my upper mid back. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that it's learning to listen to our bodies. And the way I say it is it's no black or white deal. It's individualized. Stretching is a great tool for being able to connect to your own body and assess where you're holding tension, which can always vary um, person to person. The amount of time we hold a stretch can also vary. You never want to hold the stretch to the point where it's uncomfortable. And for some people, it, it can be like little short bouts coming in and out sometimes you're able to hold it longer. You can actually sense a release and it can be muscle specific too. So not that isn't applied to the same thing with the same muscle group within your body. You can have different ways to stretch things, but it's just taking the time to make it a habit that allows you to know what's going on with your body and so forth. 
I've got a question for you as we wrap some things up. If you took the full body of the work you do and had to summarize the mission that you're on and why it matters, how would you do that? That's a great question. I really feel called to empower women to show them the tools that are possible for them to maintain their bodies and prevent injury. That's my mission. So people can understand that movement can be a very therapeutic form of medicine for the body and that we all deserve to know and experience what that means. I absolutely love that. I'm sure there are some listeners who would love to be able to contact you. What's the best place to connect with you? You can always go to my website at movementcraft.com or you're welcome to email me at carrie at movementcraft.com as well. And of course, you're on Instagram. Yes, at movementcraft. I have certainly enjoyed our conversation. I greatly appreciate your time today with the Next Chapter Experience. This has been a lovely conversation and I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations. So until then, keep that fire burning.